not feeling as much of a burden as I want to feel. I start getting afraid. I don't want to lose my burden. Psalmist, ask God, whatever you do, Lord, don't don't take your spirit away from me. Don't 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 leave me by myself. Oh my, we can't do anything without the help of God. Amen. And so, this is a very stirring passage of Scripture, and I want to do my best to deliver my heart to this service today. Verse 19 of Jeremiah, the 8th chapter. Jeremiah chapter 8, verse 19. Behold the voice of the cry of the daughter of my people because of them that dwell in a far country. Is not the Lord in Zion? Is not her king in her? Why have they provoked me to anger with their graven images and with strange vanities? The harvest is past, the summer is ended, and we are not saved. For the hurt of the daughter of my people am I hurt. I am black, astonishment hath taken hold on me. Is there no balm in Gilead? Is there no physician there? Why then is not the health of the daughter of my people recovered? Amen. Some very pertinent questions that the prophet Jeremiah pins in his prophecy. Some questions that deserve to be answered. Some situations that need to be addressed in each one of us today. Amen. We stand before God as individuals. Amen. We're going to be judged by ourselves when we stand before the Lord. Amen. If I understand the judgment process and how God works with man, we won't stand before God as a family. We won't stand before God as a church congregation. We'll stand before God by ourselves. And we will give an account for ourselves. Amen. And so today I want us, amen, not to pass this off on somebody that you think needs it worse than you do. I want every one of us to open up our hearts. And let's be transparent in the presence of the Lord. Amen. God has come to help somebody. And more than one somebody today. Amen. Lift up your voices again today. Let's love the Lord. God, I praise you. I thank you for your grace that is evident in this place today. God, we're thanking you for your mercy. God, I worship your mighty name. I lift you up. God, I magnify you. Blessed be the name of our God. Lord, thank you for your presence that we feel in this place today. Thank you, God, for giving us sufficient grace. Oh, God, your grace is still sufficient. I worship your mighty name, oh, God. I love you, Lord. I love you, Lord. Praise God. Somebody shout in Jesus' name. Please be seated. Lord, bless you. Maybe it's just something that 
gets my attention because of how I think. Seems that I have an affinity, a special affinity about the things in the Word of God that stand alone or are unique. Uh, it gets my attention. Why, why did, did it say that? Or why were those words chosen? Why was this question asked? And there is a uniqueness about what we have read here in Jeremiah's prophecy. And it is the question in the 22nd verse. And Jeremiah asked, is there no balm in Gilead? Is there no physician there? And if you know anything about that part of the world, about that part of God's creation, you do any amount of studying at all about Gilead, one of the first things that anybody that's ever known anything about that region, one of the first things that they're going to write about is the obvious uh, abundance of uh, natural medicinal helps and aids. It was a part of the country that grew a particular kind of tree more than any other region in the world or even especially that part of the world. And there was something about that particular tree that uh, you could glean so much from it through uh, its sap and maybe even other parts of it that were so uh, helpful in finding and bringing a remedy to so many natural ailments and uh, sicknesses. And so it was common then that since there is such an abundance of help for people's health because of these trees that grow in and around Gilead, that there's naturally going to be, uh, again, a surplus of physicians because there is so much medicine available, if you please, uh, although it was a natural thing, uh, but that's a lot of what medicine was during that time of, of history. Uh, re remind you of the woman with the issue of blood. The Bible said that she had had this issue for 12 years. This is what the Bible said, that she suffered many things of many physicians. Most of the time when you think about going to the doctor, it's to stop the suffering, not to enhance it. We go to the doctor because we're suffering already. And so there's something that maybe the doctor can do to help end this season of suffering. Amen. But she became somewhat of a medicinal and medical guinea pig. Let's try 
this. Let's try something else. As long as she had a little more money left, there was always a doctor that was willing to take her money and try something else to help end this issue of blood. Amen, but here we are, and Jeremiah asked a question, is there no balm in Gilead? Is there no physician there? It is a question that has such an obvious answer. That is what has arrested my attention. The court, the, the, the answer is so obvious. Of course, there's balm in Gilead. It's Gilead. Of course, there's physicians there. That's what this part of the country is known for. We have an overabundance of of balm. We have an overabundance of medicinal remedies. We have an overabundance of people that are qualified to prescribe the necessary medicine or prescription to help you feel better. And then the more pertinent question. Of course we know that there's balm in Gilead. Of course we know there are many doctors there. But then he cuts to the chase and asks then why then is not the health of the daughter of my people recovered? We know we have what we need to get better. Why then, if we have what we need, are we still sick? Hallelujah. I feel the Holy Ghost trying to help somebody today. I felt such a burden the last couple of days. Amen. For some people in this church, you're not wicked. You're not evil you don't have amen perhaps evil intentions or iniquity in your heart but there's so much more you could be doing for God amen you could be doing so much better in your walk with God your prayer life could be so much better your attitude about God and the things of God could be so much better. Your expression of worship. I'm not trying to be critical today. If that's all you're hearing, you're not listening close enough. It meant there is enough Holy Ghost. There is enough grace. There is enough truth. There is enough mercy. There is enough of God in this place today to save everybody, to help everybody, to cleanse every heart, to forgive every sin, to deliver every troubled mind. Hallelujah. I've come to preach today. There is balm in Gilead. If you stand before God on judgment, you won't be able to point your finger at New Life Pentecostal Church. You won't be able to accuse Pastor Riggin. He didn't preach enough truth. We didn't have enough worship. We didn't have enough opportunity. Come on, somebody. You know I'm preaching the truth to you right now. There is balm in Gilead. 
Hallelujah. If you call this your home church and you claim that man as your pastor, you are without excuse if you're lost. You are without excuse if you backslide. You are without excuse. Amen. If you get distracted. Amen. There's enough of God. There's enough help. There's enough anointing. There's enough presence of God. Jeremiah said what I'm seeing is not making sense to me. We have everything that we need, but there's people still struggling. We have an overabundance. We have an ample supply. We're not running short on what we need to be healthy. Why then is the health of the daughter of my people not recovered? God did not create some people more spiritual than others. The degree of your spirituality is up to you. You decide and you determine the level of your spirituality. Well, my daddy wasn't a preacher like yours is. My daddy being a preacher had nothing to do with my spirituality. Some of the greatest men of God that I know, and I just make that phrase and statement, great men of God that I know, and I know enough about their lives that some of them were not even raised in the truth. Others that were, their parents were not in leadership. Their dad wasn't in the ministry. And then one man I'm thinking of, even though his dad was later on, his dad turned away from the truth and turned to charismatic doctrine and philosophy. Amen. One of my ministerial heroes when I was growing up in the church, his dad was an alcoholic. Amen. I'm telling you today, if you've got God, you've got enough. If you've got the blood of Jesus, you've got enough. If you've got forgiveness, you've got enough. If you've got repentance, you've got enough. If you've got baptism in Jesus' name, you've got enough. If you've got the infilling of the Holy Ghost, you've got enough. If you've got the word of God, you've got enough. There is still balm in Gilead. Hallelujah. I wish somebody would not just listen to my words. Amen. But have an ear to hear what the Spirit says to the church. God's trying to get somebody off spiritual eye center. Hallelujah. God is trying to help somebody. Amen. Break over the top and find that vein of anointing. Find that vein of prayer. Find that vein of worship. 
Amen. I'm nobody special. I'm not the sharpest knife in the drawer. I don't have all the discernment that I even need, much less all that I want. Amen. But it's not a matter about me and my discernment. Amen. It's about your condition today. But it's so obvious. It's written all over your face. Amen. The Holy Ghost starts moving uh, and you get that lost, vacant, void look uh, on your face. You say, well, let me just say this. It doesn't matter what you say. If you're honest with yourself, you know you have no viable reason. You are without excuse. You can be spiritual if you want to be. You can have a walk with God if you want to have a walk with God. You can have a prayer life if you want to have a prayer life. You can be as close to God as you want to be. There are no limits on spiritual intimacy. There's, not nev there, there's never been a place where anybody's ever went to God, amen, pursuing more of him. And God said, you know, you've maxed me out. I don't have anything else to give you. I don't have anything else to show you. I don't have anything else to tell you. I don't have anything else to do for you. You have maxed me out. You're as spiritual, amen, as you can get. No, 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 no. I'm telling you, the Bible I preach out of is chock full of illustrations of, of very spiritual men. Amen, one man comes to mind. Amen, as a matter of fact, two of the most intuitive men of God in your Bible. Amen. The prophet Ezekiel. Amen. And the man Moses. This is what your Bible says about Moses. That there never has been. Amen. Arisen a prophet like the man Moses. And I think if I remember right, it says, uh, amen, or ever will, uh, rise one. In other words, God was making a statement uh, about the man Moses. Uh, there's never been anybody uh, like him uh, and never will be anyone like him. Uh, and yet in that place, uh, amen, he had been there. He had done that. Uh, he had seen uh, the Red Sea parted. He had seen, uh, amen, the mountain of Sinai shaken. Uh, amen, under the power of the presence of, of God. He'd seen uh, the, the, the visible manifestation of God's presence. Uh, he had witnessed the finger of God right in rock. Uh, amen. By fire, the Ten Commandments. Uh, he was the one they had to put a veil over his face uh, when he walked in from the presence of God uh, because there was such a radiant glory of God emanating uh, from his own countenance. If it could be seen, Moses seen it. If it could be done, Moses had done it. If you could go there, Moses had been there. But yet we find in Exodus, amen, there's another opportunity. And the Bible said again, Moses is getting something he's never got before. He's speaking to God face to face as a man speaks to his friend. A man speaketh to his friend. 
during that conversation, during that opportunity, Moses was not like, dear God, have mercy. This is it. I've reached the apex. No, while he's having something with God he's never had before, he reaches for something else and said, I beseech you, show me thy glory. God did not back up. When are you going to have enough? What am I going to have to do to satisfy your spiritual craving? Give me a break. And as a matter of fact, God didn't even stutter. It's as if he knew... Oh my God, maybe even wanted it to come. Matter of fact, God replied and said, Moses, there is a place by me and thou shalt stand upon a rock and I will cause all my goodness to pass before you. All you got to do is ask for it. All you got to do is express an interest. Amen. I don't care how many visions you've seen, how many prophecies you've given, how many dreams God's given you, how many miracles you've experienced, how many souls you've won, how many Bible studies you've taught, how many people you've helped pray through to the Holy Ghost, how many days you've fasted. Come on, somebody. Amen. You may be getting, if you may be right now in the middle of a season with God that's better than you've ever had it before, but I'm I'm challenging you, I'm beseeching you today, don't ever get satisfied, don't ever get spiritually complacent, even while you're in the middle of a place you've never been, why don't you reach for somewhere else? Hallelujah, hallelujah. Ask and you shall receive. Seek and you shall find. Knock and the door shall. Amen, I'm, go- I'm over too many pads right now. Amen, this is Sunday morning. Amen, some of you haven't woke up enough. Amen, come on somebody. Amen, wake up and realize the glory of God wants to be manifested in this place. He has more for you. He has more for your family. He has more for this church. He has more for everybody. The admonition of James still rings true. You have not because ye ask not. Oh my God, my spirit's haunted today by unasked petitions. I pray it from time to time. I find myself coming back to it over and again. God, I don't want to not have because I don't ask. I don't want to do without because I'm not willing to ask you for it. But God, not just ask with my fingers crossed, but come boldly before the throne of grace. You may obtain mercy and find grace to help in time of need.
Let's lift our hands right now. Come on, speak the name of Jesus with sincerity. Come on, let the Holy Ghost minister to you. Let the Holy Ghost minister to you. Let the Holy Ghost minister to you. In Jesus' name. In Jesus' name. In Jesus' name. Come on, you don't have to be carnal. You don't have to skate by. You don't have to be saved by the skin of your teeth. You don't have to have the rapture catch you on a good day. Amen. Maybe the Lord will come while I'm in church. Maybe while the preacher's preaching. Maybe during an altar call. And I'm weeping and crying. Come on. You don't have to gamble on your salvation. Hallelujah. I said you don't have to gamble on it. Come on. Don't be afraid of the price that you will pay if you make a stand for God. Come on. The reward is always worth the sacrifice. Amen. Somebody is getting a word from God right now. You're afraid of commitment because of the hell you'll have to pay if you reach for more of heaven. Amen. You're afraid because of the criticism you'll have to suffer. Amen. The glaring. Amen. Intimidation that you'll be confronted with because you make a stand for God and get up a little early in the morning to spend time in prayer or stay up a little bit later to spend more time in God's presence. Amen. You're afraid of the criticism that somebody will give you if they walk in and find you reading your Bible. Amen. Or maybe listening. Amen. To a message that your pastors preached in the past. Come on. Come on. You've got to get over that immaturity. You've got to get over what somebody might say. What about what God might say? What about what God thinks? Hallelujah. I mentioned the prophet Ezekiel. Amen. The first thing out of his mouth in his prophecy was I saw visions of God and the heavens were opened. And chapter after chapter, verse after verse, amen, experience after experience, the man was seeing in a dimension others weren't seeing. He was hearing the voice others weren't hearing. But almost at the end of his book, chapter 47 of a book that contains 48 chapters in the twilight of his ministry the Bible said that God spoke to him again and he brought me again to the door of the house and there was a place that he had never been that God made available to him and wanted him to experience. And so there's no limit today. There's no limit. You can have all of God you want to have. As a matter of fact, that's as much as God as you're going to have. You will have all you want. I said that's as much of God as you'll have today. You'll have all you want. But it seems I'm, I'm butting heads with a spirit today that just don't want that much. 
I'm reaching for somebody that's deceived because you think what you have is enough. But I'm imploring you today, would you please want a little more? Because the amount that you want is not enough. It's enough to soothe your conscience. It's enough uh, to get by. You got enough to shed. I've watched you. My God. Amen. I've seen it in just, what is this, our sixth service. Amen. In just about two weeks. Matter of fact, less than two weeks of actual time. About a week, a week and a half of actual time, our seventh service here. And you've got just enough to, to respond a little bit and come around the front and shed a few tears. And you've got just enough not to really stick out like a sore thumb. But, but do you hear me today? Uh, it's still obvious to anyone, uh, amen, with any level of discernment, uh, they're not where they need to be with God. Uh, and why don't you be honest with yourself? Uh, you know you're not. I'm not the only one that knows you need to pray through. Your pastor's not the only one that realizes it. Your pastor's wife's not the only one that has a burden. If you'll be honest with yourself, you know. Stop looking around at others and say, well, I'm better than they are. Amen, better than somebody else. Ain't good enough. Amen, he said in his word that we're not wise. We compare ourselves among ourselves. Amen. What do I do? Amen. Does I have an understanding? God doesn't grade on the curve. He grades on the cross. It's not how I'm doing in comparison to somebody else. It's how I'm doing in comparison to how I could be doing. my God, that's why I'm never content. I'm never satisfied. Oh, I have days that come easier than others. But even on those bad days, even on those down days, there's still something inside of me that gnaws at my spirit. There's more of God. There's a more anointing. There's a more effective ministry. There's a deeper place in God. I'm not preaching. I see visions every day. I'm not preaching. I get a dream from God frequently. What I am preaching that there's something about more of God that always knows at my spirit. Is there no balm in Gilead? Of course there is. Is there no physician there? Of course there is. Then why are so many people sick? Why are there so many people slipping in and trying to slide by? We have everything that we need to be everything we can be for God. We have everything but a viable reason not to be. We're without excuse. You can't blame it on your husband. You can't blame it on your wife. You can't blame it on your children. You can't blame it on your parents. We're without excuse today. We're without excuse. 
Let's entertain the presence of God that's in this place right now. Come on. I'm doing all I can to help somebody. I've not come in criticism. I've not come in judgment. I've not come to hang you over hell's flames today. I've come to offer you an opportunity. There's medicine in the cabinet. Everything that you need is in the house today. It's available. It's not out of reach. It's not off limits. It's not for a select few. Come on, somebody really pray right now. Hallelujah, come on. Somebody needs to take your medicine. Somebody needs to take your medicine today. Hallelujah, somebody needs to take your medicine. There is still bomb in Gilead. Oh, the physician is alive and well in the land. You don't have to be sick. You don't have to be anemic. You don't have to be carnal. You don't have to be half backslid. You don't have to struggle with the same old attitudes and spirits day in and day out. You don't have to stub your toe over the same temptation every time it comes your way. You don't have to fall for the same trap and get ensnared in the same thing every time. Hallelujah, there's what you need for victory in this place. There's, there, there's a supplement. Amen, there's an antidote. There's a remedy. Hallelujah, there's some help. There is balm. In Gilead, come on, there is anointing in this house. There is truth in this place. There is deliverance in this house. Hallelujah. Amen, I'm reaching for everybody in this place. Amen, if you have enough understanding to be able to process the words that I'm speaking, I'm reaching for you. But not just for you, I'm reaching for your soul. I'm reaching, oh God, for your prayer life. I'm reaching for your commitment and consecration. I'm reaching for you today. You, you don't have to be the last to respond. You, you, you don't have to, amen, always respond out of obligation well, I better go to the front or I'll look backslid. I better go pray or everybody's going to think, come on somebody, it's not what we think, it's what God knows. My God, you already ought to have gotten on your feet. Amen. You should have been one of the first ones 